Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Alex Frank covering all things Cincinnati for the Bearcats. And Alex, man, I really appreciate you joining us again this afternoon. How you doing? John, I'm doing well, man. Good to talk to you again, and uh, thank you for uh, having me on. It's, uh, it's finally game week. I feel like we can finally now start talking about games and X's and O's and all the fun stuff, right? Yeah, that's that's what we're looking forward to as well. Can't get here fast enough. And I guess the question I know a lot of Razorback fans have, since this is a unique non-conference game to start the season, what's the vibe like for Cincinnati and Cincinnati fans? I mean, are they confident that they're going to go into Fanville and win? Are they feeling like this could be a loss? Like, What's just the overall vibe of their chances and how they feel about heading into Fayetteville this weekend? I would say, John, that there is – that they think they can win the Bearcats, but I think there's a lot of realistic expectations that are set in place. But look, you and I talked about this earlier today. Arkansas is a really good team. Arkansas is a really good running team. I think they can give the Bearcats a lot of problems. But, look, as far as the overall – picture goes John the Bearcats the fans are still really thinking this team can be good like I see uh, fans comments they think they can win a conference championship so if it does I mean if Saturday doesn't go well for them they're not viewing it at the end of the world they understand the challenge that they're up against in Arkansas they, they've seen Arkansas play I mean they I think I don't know if you would say this, but they kind of remind me a little bit of Alabama with their run, with their running game. So, look, I, I can't wait for Saturday's game. It's great that you know we get a top twenty-five matchup to, to start the season, but I'm I, I'm going to side with the fans here and be a little realistic about how I think the game's going to play out. Now, with Cincinnati at quarterback, we know they're replacing Desmond Ritter. Luke Fickle hasn't announced the starter to the public. But and there's also the possibility of playing a couple of quarterbacks. How are how Cincinnati looking at the quarterback position between uh, a couple of players? You know they obviously haven't, um, Joe. They haven't disclosed who's going to be the starting quarterback yet. My guess, what right now would be Ben Bryant, and I don't think it's going to be one of those based on um, the people I've talked to who cover the team in Cincinnati. I don't know if it's going to be one of those where they, you know, rotate guys, the quarterback in and out. Whoever's the starting quarterback, whoever runs out onto the field with the offense on Saturday for that first possession, that's who they're going to ride with pretty much for the entire game. And, I mean, who knows about the rest of the season, but it's not going to be a multi-quarterback system like we've seen from some teams in the past. It's going to be strictly um, whoever's the starting quarterback, it's, they're going to be the guy that they ride with most certainly in Saturday's game and maybe the rest of the season. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about it is, you know, when you lose players, it's like Cincinnati lost last year, some of the key guys, there's just a lot of mystery behind what they're going to do. But as far as, you know, their offense and how it looked last year, you may have different personnel, but do you think that maybe they'll go a slightly different direction as far as maybe focusing more on the run than they did the pass or pass more than the run? Like what's kind of going to be the bread and butter and the strength of this offense you feel like in this season? That's a really good question, John. And I had this conversation with uh, someone who covers the team, um, another, another member who covers the team in Cincinnati. I I think it's going to be a run-first offense again. I just think that's their bread and butter. Like, you know, the Bearcats are this ground-and-pound team. They have a tough and nasty culture. You said that on my podcast, Lockdown Bearcats, um, earlier this week. 
or earlier today, rather, which will be posted tomorrow, you and I doing a crossover. But I just think, John, you could see some differences this year. They have a, a deeper receiving core, Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, Nick Martiner, Chris Guy, Will Pauling. Like, there are some good receivers in that core, Jaden Thompson as well. John, I just think that they're still going to run the ball. But the other thing, too, is we don't know who the lead running back is. And because they might go by committee and they may not be totally confident in one running back over the other two, you might see them throw the ball more, particularly with the quarterback and Ben Bryant, who has a good arm. Like, you know, he has been described as having an NFL arm. So they might throw the ball more than in years past. I would argue that Ben Bryant had a stronger arm than Desmond Ritter, even though Desmond Ritter is now a, a, a quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. And I am going to, you know, campaign for him to be the starter because I think he should be. You might see a change this year. I, I think that you're still going to see a team that's going to be driven through the trenches. They're going to look to run the ball, but they might spread the ball around more, and that would be a, a different look. But at the same time, hey, I'm all for it. Luke Fickle is known as a tough defensive-minded coach. What kind of problems can Cincinnati present to Arkansas defensively? They play a very unique defense, Joe, and that's called a 3-3-5. Three down linemen, three linebackers, five defensive backs. And I would say last year, if this game was played last year, I would tell you that you can't throw it on one side of the field in Sauce Gardner. This year you're going to be able to attack them more in more areas. But I would say focus on their linebackers. Their linebackers have playmakers. Whether it's rushing the quarterback, whether it's looking to force a turnover, like I would say that the linebackers of this team is the strength of the defense, and I expect them to show up on Saturday. Deshaun and Ivan Pace are an incredible duo. Add in Jaheim Thomas, former four-star recruit from Cincinnati. Add in Wilson Huber, who's a six-year senior with a lot of leadership and veteran experience who's ready to break out this year. Add in Ty Van Foster, who's also a veteran. So the linebackers could give you guys problems, whether that be with um, the running game, whether that be with K.J. Jefferson, you know, looking to get to the second level, third level of a defense when he runs. So watch out for the linebackers on Saturday. We're speaking with Alex Frank here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline on Out of Bounds, previewing a little Arkansas and Cincinnati this weekend. You know, uh, one thing that a lot of people may not know is they see the record for Cincinnati over the past few years, especially under Luke Fickle, and it's very impressive. But there may be some people out there that say, yeah, well, you know, they don't play in a major conference, and, you know, they don't do this, they don't do that. But you just look at the Notre Dame game and them winning last year. Uh, was pretty impressive. Just, so just kind of break us through and take us through all the, the quality wins that they've had over the last year and why it's not just like they're beating up on a bunch of patsies. They're actually competing and actually beating on some really good teams in college football. John, again, you and I have talked about this. Um, Cincinnati doesn't play anybody or quote-unquote anybody, I'll say quote-unquote, for now because they're going to the Big 12 next year. And by the way, the win at Notre Dame last year, I would argue, is the second-best win of any team in college football last year behind Alabama and what they did in the SEC championship against Georgia. You know, you, I don't think people understand what that win was all about. They went into Notre Dame, and that's not just any scrub place they're going into. Like, they went into the holy grail of college football stadiums, arguably, behind the Rose Bowl in Notre Dame Stadium, and they beat a blue-blood program, and then all the storylines and Brian Kelly, oh, we betrayed us and whatever, and the Bearcats just simply went in there, and Desmond Ritter, you know, silenced the crowd as he said he was going to do, and look what that turned into. So um, it's that win. It's the, the win in Indiana, John, I was going to say this to you earlier today. 
the win in Indiana, to me, was so impressive because they fell behind 14 to nothing, and that game could have gone sideways really quick. I thought it was going to, to be quite honest with you. But then they came back and won by 14, and I wrote that night after the game. That win was a testament to the culture and program Luke Fickle has built. They beat a Big Ten team when their offensive line was getting beat up in the first half, and they simply said, enough is enough. We're going to you know, lower the boom on you in the second half, and they did. So it's that win. It's competing against Georgia and Alabama in the two bowl games the previous two years. It's beating Houston twice last year for a conference championship. And it's, you know, you can say, well, they play bad teams. Yeah, they also take them behind the woodshed. Like, they do what they're supposed to do, and then they steal some wins and games that maybe they're not supposed to. Like, they've beaten UCF three straight years. They beat UCLA, albeit a not very good UCLA team in 2018. They, um, who else? There's other big wins in, in recent program history. But, yeah, they've been, it, 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 they're different than the group of five teams because they schedule differently, they recruit differently, and they play differently. Well, there's a certain standard that goes into this program at Cincinnati, but losing as much as they did, the talent that they lost to the next level, what is the real expectation coming into this season? Conference championship. Plain and simple, Joe, it's conference championship. Until someone beats Cincinnati in the conference in a championship game or you know, prevents them from going to the championship game, a conference championship is the standard. I said last year, you know, everybody was talking about, oh, Cincinnati, can they make the playoff? Can they make the playoff? And, you know, oh, I hope we make the playoff. Guys, let's just win a conference championship. That'll put us in a good position to go to a near six bowl, maybe a college football playoff. You can't go anywhere, really, unless you win a conference championship. Alabama had to win a conference championship last year to get into the playoffs. So, conference championship for me is the baseline expectation. I think they can do it. I have them as such. I have them going 11 of 1. They're only lost to you guys in Fayetteville on Saturday. And I think they're going to go undefeated in the conference. And, look, they're built to win the AAC. And they should win the AAC because they went to the playoff last year and they're going to a Power 5 conference. How bad would it look if they didn't? So that's why, for me, the baseline is to win a conference. baseline expectation is to win a conference championship. Yeah, I think that that's uh, an expectation that I'm sure is now becoming a common thing in Cincinnati. But once they – real quick before I let you get out of here, man. Once they make the jump to the, to the Big Ten – or, excuse me, the Big 12 – how is that going to go? Like, uh, how do they feel like they're going to fit right in? Is it going to be a transitional period, or do they think they can step right in and compete? Um, I wouldn't be surprised, John, if there was a little transition period. I think they're they're fine in football because they've been playing against good teams the last few years, and they're recruiting really well. They need to expand their recruiting radius a little bit, I would say, out to the southwest and mountain west and areas in that part of the country. I think they're fine in football. Basketball is a little different story. The Big 12 is a physical league, man. I mean, I, John, you know this. I mean, Arkansas has played against some Big 12 teams, and, you know, they play a, a style that, you know, kind of looks like a Big 12 team in Arkansas. So if Cincinnati, um, on the basketball front, they need to recruit guys who can score. They need to recruit, you know, big physical guards. They need to get up to speed with the Big 12. That might be a transition period because it's the best basketball conference in the country. But – as far as football goes, since this, you know we're in football season, I think they're going to be fine. Like eight and four, nine and three is probably what I expect from them in 2023. But would it shock me if they won 10 games or more? No. Well, here it's going to be a great game and a great weekend. I know, and uh, both teams know what's on the line in this one. So it could be a great start for either team, but it should be a great matchup. Alex, really appreciate you joining us, man. Great stuff as always. Enjoy the weekend and good luck this weekend, man. And uh, good luck the rest of the season. All right. Yeah. 
John, Joe, thank you as always. And I want to wish you guys best of luck, too. I'm looking forward to seeing this game unfold on Saturday.